0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Too Long, Didn't Read.
1: In this episode we're talking about episode six of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, One World, One People.
0: So stay tuned to stay savvy on what Captain America and the Winter Soldier do when they have a crawfish boil. Oh, it, it happened, Sam. We got, a, we got a big reveal.
1: Huge reveal. Humongous. It
0: happened. It happened.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll talk about... Oh, man. It's just... I may have watched it twice. Three times. <laughs> because, oh, man. I, I'll be honest. There were some things I didn't like about it in the comics. And now I kind of love it. So... <laughs> I'm just Well,
0: I would say there are some things about this this episode that I did that I didn't like, but mostly I liked it. Mostly <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this was a great season finale. Um and up front, we're sorry that it took so long to get this episode out, but when you have day jobs and you don't get <laughs> paid to do a podcast, you unfortunately have to prioritize your day job. And then sometimes you get real burnt out. So, uh, but we're here. we're here. We're here. Yes. It's happening. And um, yeah, obviously, like this is now, what, a week, a week and a half after the um, the episode dropped. So hopefully uh, most everybody has seen it already. And uh, we are going to presume that if you're listening to this, you have seen it uh, because we're going to talk about some spoilers for sure. Definitely. Uh, as per the usual on these types of episodes. And and yeah, I I guess we'll just I don't know, Sam, you want to just 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 jump into it? Should we
1: just I mean, yeah, like I mean, what I'm talking about is the first thing we've got like on the topics list. So Yes, yeah. it's, it's that it's the thing.
0: It's the thing. It's,
1: it's the it's, big reveal.
0: Yeah. It's Captain America.
1: It's Captain It's that's it. Like they made him like, Captain America. It. It's There's Captain no, America. Oh my god, like I just I didn't – so if I recall correctly, does Sam become Captain America before Bucky or does Bucky become Captain America before Sam in the comics?
0: In the comics, it's Bucky first. Yeah, Bucky takes I, over right after the, the quote-unquote death of Captain America. Yeah. and uh, And then it's like after that, there's like a couple of like back and forth things. He gives it back to Steve and then some stuff goes down and then Steve gives it to Sam, I guess.
1: Yeah. So – just the fact that we kind of skipped that whole arc was, I don't want to say a disappointment, don't get me wrong, I was kind of hoping for it, but jumping straight to Sam is very, to be honest, kind of exciting for me. Um, I've said this before, at least once in this podcast, there aren't a lot Of African American heroes out there, Mm -hmm. we're usually, to be honest, if if a if a superhero in the comic book world is black or African of some sort of black descent, whether it's African American or or should I say African or Jamaican, something of that nature, they usually are from that country. So we've got T'Challa, for example, Killmonger. I don't even think is from America either. At least in the comics, he's originally from Wakanda. Comes to America, trains up, goes back to Wakanda. Like, mm-hmm. so to have someone like Sam, who in the comics has been a Harlem native, has been a Louisiana native, has been some Southern native, some cases Georgia, it's really awesome to see them go, Yep, now he is straight up the mainstream, the holder of this mainstream hero.
0: Yeah. Super awesome. Super, super awesome. And I think very, um, like, a very good choice that they that Marvel made to sort of skip the whole, like... Because you really just can't do it the same way that you can in comics. You know, I think it makes a lot more sense to just, um, to give it to Sam and to have Bucky sort of focus on, like, getting himself right and, and you know, coming to terms with who he is. And, man, does, does Sam look real good as Captain America, though? <laughs> oh, man. That suit, Sam. That suit. I,
1: it's so great, because I used to... I don't, I've said it. I hated that suit. In the comics, it was just too much. It was wait. You have wings. You have a shield. Pick one, bro. You already have essentially a tower shield in front of you. You've got a shield. You've got machine guns on your hips. Like, dude, pick a direction. <laughs> but after watching this, this episode, there's a scene where he needs to protect himself, a civilian, and from a like missile, I believe it is.
0: I think it's actually the helicopter itself or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, or something crashing. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's big.
1: He gets around this person, the wings come up like a teepee, and he puts the shield up over his head and basically takes a knee. It becomes a tent of just protection.
0: Yes. Everything, it's awesome.
1: Everything explodes around. I'm like, all right, you know what? You keep those. You keep that shield and those wings, bro. Because that was amazing for someone who doesn't have super soldier blood running through their veins to be able to just lift a bus. That was baller, exactly.
0: Like, and that's what I really loved about the technology in his suit mm. was that it it allows him to compensate in that way for the fact that he he's not a super soldier and he doesn't have that super strength so i love that i loved him using the thruster which he used as as falcon before like Mm -hmm. earlier in the series but i loved keeping that where that allows him to add that extra momentum get a little extra push behind things and red wing is back yes red wing Wing has been reborn
1: I'm gonna be honest with you, I was really hoping, I was really hoping that he would actually just get a bird.
0: <laughs> like a me- like a but a mechanical one.
1: Well, no, see, I wanted something like a a rocket raccoon kind of feel, but only he can hear it. That kind of dynamic, but I didn't know how they would write that into this kind of story because like
0: Yeah, I don't really a think there's the opportunity there. Yeah,
1: I didn't see that happening anytime soon. Like there would have to be so much story written to explain why he can telepathically understand an actual vampiric bird.
0: Exactly. Red Wing is a vampire in the comics, which I we've mentioned before and I'll continue to mention just every time it comes up because it's just so buck wild. <laughs> I love ridiculous. comic books. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, Red Wing and he had like these little maybe not baby wings, but like mm. there's little like things that attached to that big uh that armored truck. Yeah. That kind of like helped him push it back up as well, which was really cool.
1: Yeah, it it is definitely reminiscent of um Tony Stark when he helped Spider Man put that boat back together.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: So I was thinking about it and the thing is if you recall he got uh nanotechnology or or yeah, nanotechnology from Wakanda to build the to build his like like the the nanite suit that yep. he's got in Endgame or I should say Infinity War. So for him to have that means that they've probably kind of came together on some technology swaps. Because when Bucky asks them to, hey, could you do me a favor? That's what was in the box. So awesome. Exactly. And more technology for him to use to keep up. Because I think at one point, doesn't he get punched? And he's got the shield up. So he uses the wings to dig into the floor behind him. Yep. To stop. And then. Uh, pre-
0: yep. Oh, yep. So it's much, real cool. It's yeah. real cool. And just seeing him fight with that shield. Seeing that whole you know i mean the way he like pings it off of all the super soldiers later just like ping 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 and they all go down <laughs> it's it's great it's great to see that um that culmination of of all of his training and everything and we get to see that actually in effect in use uh during the fight and i you know it was just it was just great
1: yeah <laughs> We could spend probably like an hour and a half on just I'm, I'm all the just cool stuff about he suit did and all the cool yeah. crap that he did. I'm gonna yeah. be when he when they did the reveal of the suit. I love that even though the suit came from Wakanda, it was still like classic Cap, not like a weird vibranium mashup. They still yeah. kept the Sam Wilson comic book look of it with that star in the center, just like yep. a nice thick fabric that can take a couple of bullets if need be. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, that was a really awesome touch just to show that like, even the Wakandans are like, no, no, no. America needs a captain America right now. Not another black Panther. So
0: yep. no, it's very cool. And um, I will say that, that reveal when he comes in through the window or whatever. And as he's walking by the guy's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm captain America. Like guy just goes, <laughs> I thought Captain America was on the moon. Yes. I'm just like, that was great. I loved that little callback to that rumor, <laughs> um, which I thought was hilarious. But, uh,
1: it's so who knows?
0: maybe, maybe old Steve is on the moon. We don't the- know. <laughs> we don't know where he's at.
1: It's, it's great because the other thing is too. So for all we know, they may, ex- they may expand on this in later seasons, episode shows, whatever. But it's funny to me because Who knows, like you said, maybe he is on the moon. And that being the case, that might not even get alluded to us until another 10 years later. Because meanwhile, Chris Evans ran around as Captain America for almost all 10 years of Marvel's run. 15 if you think about him as Captain America running around. Mm -hmm. But... That means we might get about 15 years, 10 years worth of Sam Wilson running around as Captain America. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. Oh, man.
0: I can't uh, wait. Um, and the one, the one last thing, because we could just go on forever about Sam yeah. as Captain America <laughs> and how amazing it is. But um, where he really, I think, really came into his own as that symbol of you know what Steve Rogers used to be, that that symbol that Steve Rogers did, but he he kind of came into his own symbol, but he had that same like Steve Rogers-esque moment where he gave that speech oh at the gosh. end to the GRC. Yes. And I just I I, I don't want to quote it, but like I could quote it because every like, every line was perfect and it was so so well done so apropos and it really did kind of thread in the ideas of um what they've been talking about with with regards to what it means to be a black man in america what it means for a black man to be captain america yes like all of that um and they brought that in and he brought that in with everything that was going on with the grc and you know at, with the world at large so i just i thought that his speech was just so powerful and so well, well done. And that was like the quintessential, like, all right, you know, he can do the fight. He can wear the suit and make it look good, but he can also be the inspiration and be a symbol. And um, he really kind of took that and made that his own. So that was a great moment for him. It was,
1: it was amazing because there was a moment where I was afraid that his speech was going to be more so for us, as viewers and there. And at the end of the day, he wasn't going to have had a strong enough last word because the guy says something along the lines of like, you don't understand how difficult it is and blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. How complicated it is or how complex the situation is. Something like that. Yeah.
1: And he, and at one point, like that gets brought up before and he says, I'm a black man dressed wearing stars and stripes. I don't know how difficult this is. And then it gets brought up again about the legislation and this, that, and the third. And he, the guy starts to walk away and he says, he calls him back. He's like, you're right. I don't, but you do and you know how to fix it. Like he legit tells him, bro, I don't know. And you do know, and you can wave that in my face. But at the end of the day, you know what steps you could take to make that happen. He even says, I think something along the lines of in one phone call, you could make A, B, C, D and E happen.
0: Yep. With one phone call, you could feed a million people. You could do this. You could do that. Yeah.
1: He's like, but you don't. don't.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I love that. That, because when he says, he talks about, like, look, you know, he's just, I I don't have, I'm not a super soldier. You know, I don't have powers. He's like, the only power I have is that I believe we can do better. And then he literally points at the guy and goes, you need to do better, Senator. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Get him, Sam. It's Get him.
1: It's my favorite thing in the world that he's been saying that because I did not realize this until recently. That is a Southern thing to say. We got to do better. You can do better. When I was growing up, if you messed up, that's what my grandma on my mom's side would say to me. She would straight up say, you got to do better. And it's, okay. Yep, I gotta, I gotta do better. Like it would strike fear into your soul. Forget the heart; <laughs> that's physical. No, we're going
0: spiritual on this. Yeah, yep. we're going metaphysical deep. on
1: this. We're going deep. You got to do better. And then what's funny is I moved out here to upstate New York, and I got out here, and I thought that was just something my grandma would say when somebody needed to step up their game. And then sure enough, somebody messed up at Journey Fitness one day where I work, and the director of that facility texted them. And all they said in the text was with a picture of what they messed up on and just said, we got to do better. He actually texted, we got to do better. Not you. No, no, no. We can make this right. We can do better. And it was like, oh, snap. Okay. (laughs) That took me back for a hot second. I had to sit back in my chair when he said that to him. I was like, oh man. Okay. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> all right, grandma, let's, let's pick up some heavier weights or something.
0: Let's <laughs> so, do like, this.
1: Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's do better. I'd even mess up. So it was just, it was really great to hear him say that because as much as they're dealing with real world issues and trying to modernize it, they are definitely driving it home with some, to be on for at least for me, some down home verbiage. They are mm-hmm. saying things that make me go, yeah, you got to do better. We can do better. So, like, it's just – it it drives me. At the end of that episode, I wanted to do so much, and I didn't even know what to do.
0: I know. <laughs> like, I know. It was like – I just sort of looked at him, and I'm like, we, we can do better, Sam. I'll do better for you. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it better. I swear. We're
1: going to find it. and we're going to do it.
0: Um, but you know what? There, the other really salient point that he made was talking about um, – like when they're when they're making decisions, when they have they they're making these decisions on behalf of, you know, so many people in the world, they have the pow- the same power that, you know, a god had that snapped his fingers and made half the world disappear. He was saying, like, when you're making these decisions, who do you have in the room with you? You know, is it the people who are gonna be affected by the decisions you're making? Or is it just more people like you? And like that really hit me. Um, because it's like, that is something that we have to be so cognizant of is like, I mean, especially for me as like a white person, when I'm talking about race or when I'm talking about inequality, you know, I always have to make sure like, all right, am I, am I doing things, um, in the right context? And do I have the right people as part of the conversation? Or, you know, am I just sort of like, making it up and like assuming that I know best. Right. Like, which is stupid. So, um, it's really, it was just a great, great moment. And, um, and then after, when he like kind of walks away after his speech, um, well, Bucky kind of gives him a little bit of a hard time, but then he does say, he says, nice job cap. And it was like, that was such a great little, great little line there.
1: It was and two points. And then, uh, if you like we can move on, move on, what you said about trying to help and speak about race and the inequalities and whatnot, you're, you're, the line that you have to walk is, is pretty fine. If only because of the fact that you're absolutely right, you do not recognize, or better yet, it's hard to recognize mm-hmm. what those ramifications can be by you stepping forward and saying something and speaking up. Because after you say those things, you get to walk away but the person who was in that situation may not. And a great representation of that in this show is what happens when, why Sam gives up the shield. He gives up that shield. He says, I'm not taking the mantle of Captain America because as a black man that takes the mantle of Captain America, it's going to be met with a lot of resistance. It's going to be met with a lot of straight up hatred and discomfort in other cases. And I don't feel like dealing with that is essentially what Sam said. And Bucky says, like, we didn't think about that. Like, we didn't get that far ahead. Yeah. We knew America needed a black Captain America, but we did not know how you would have to navigate that. And we didn't give you the boat to do it.
0: I would say say they didn't even know that America needed a black Captain America. I don't think they thought about that in any way at all. I I think they were just like, you know? I could yeah. totally
1: see them seeing past race on that. You're absolutely right. For especially Sam and Buck, like if anybody has no color barrier or a sight, I guess you could say would be them. And that feeds in, that just really brings home the idea that they were like, you would be a great captain America, and We think you should take the shield, forget what everybody else thinks. Oh snap. We shouldn't have forgot about what everybody else thinks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, they just didn't even, it like didn't even occur to them that that was a thing they should be thinking about, you know? Yeah. Um, which is like, which is why it's not a good idea to be colorblind and not see race, (laughs) quote unquote. That's actually a not good thing
1: in most situations. Yeah, exactly, because that's the thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just not a good thing. It's not as good as you would think. Yeah. And, uh, And to move away from that point, the nice job Cap bit. We, as the audience, recognize him as Captain America. And a lot of, at least America in the show, recognizes him as Captain America. But to have Bucky, Mm -hmm. the guy who ran with Captain America, James Buchanan Barnes, to look at him and say, nice job, Cap. Not Sam, not Falcon. No, Cap is just, it speaks volumes to say, you didn't just achieve this on a global level. No, you've brought it home. Yeah. It's really awesome. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. And his speech actually works. I do want to point out (laughs) the GRC actually changes their plans. And I'm like, well, that's all I need. Can we get (laughs) Sam, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America in real life, please? Can we we pull him from the Marvel universe and bring him here? We need him. (laughs) That was, uh, that was great. Now, we got, we still got a We still got a Captain America. We got a new Captain America and he's, he's our Captain America. But speaking of a Captain America who is not our Captain America,
1: <laughs> we've got John Walker. Uh, John Walker, actually, as you guys remember, he showed up. He was the new Captain America. Cap is back with all the posters and all that jazz. Um, but the thing is, I feel like the transition was even in this episode. We actually see him show up and straight up his first line is just Morgan Thaw, as loud as he can calling out Carly for a fight. We even see what kind of shield he's built and all that jazz. And it starts with anger and fury and straight up just a real mind and feel of vengeance and it slowly turns into him starting to use his head and become more of, I don't know. I I don't want to say more of anything. I just want to say that he switches from vengeance to actual justice. Uh, So that was really awesome because at the end of the day, him – John Walker and Bucky actually end up using their heads to figure out how to catch the remainder of the Flag Smasher as well. Yeah. Carly is locked in battle with Captain America.
0: Yes. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah, that was a great little moment. Um, I really did enjoy, because I was a little worried that John Walker was just going to go completely off the reservations, and he kind of did for a little bit. Um, but I think he found himself again when he realized that lives were in danger and that he could either have his vengeance or he could save people's lives. And thankfully, he chose um, to save people's lives. And even though it ultimately didn't work, it wasn't his fault. Uh, he was pretty much like ganged up on by two super soldiers who tried to stop him. So yeah. that part wasn't his fault. But <laughs> but that was cool. And, and I did enjoy um, kind of his and Bucky's interactions a little bit uh, through that. You know, uh, I think that was...
1: I thought it was really was cool. cool. Yeah, it was. Their interactions were great, especially especially at the end of this. <laughs> but I just love that when they're the three of them are walking forward and they're walking and they're looking. To be honest, badass is all. Get out, and you see them walking, and all of a sudden, Sam says, "All right, they've split up. I don't know where." You know, like before you can even finish the sentence, John storms off and says, "says I'm going after Carly." He just goes off to the side.
0: And Sam no, he just, just like, he just, he, I don't think he says anything. He, he just literally, anything? no, the, the, Sam's like, they split up here and John just immediately takes off in one direction.
1: So he takes off in that direction. And I just remembered Sam just looking at Bucky like, dude, I didn't even like, we didn't even talk. And, and Bucky just kind of is like, eh, I got him. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's
0: just, just like, got, I, I got this. Don't worry about <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> you go ahead. I'm going to go with him. Make sure he doesn't do anything dumb. I'll see you at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was really great. I liked that a lot because Bucky's just like, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it just takes off after him. Um But they really did, I mean, they used the the flag smasher's own app against them uh in order to kind of lure them in. And I thought that that was really cool and clever. It
1: begs the question of why didn't we try this sooner? Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> they respond um. so dang fast on that thing. Like oh, we yeah. need this. Oh, okay, I got you. Meet me at this corner in this park at whatever. And then they show up, and it's like really we know what Carly Morgan that looks like. We know what all of her friends look like. And not once did the police think, let's download the app, pretend to be somebody, tell them, wait until you know. Fecal matter hits the oscillating unit and then send him a message. Like we got you, bro. Come over here. Cause that's exactly what they did.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, they just had to wait for the opportune moment. Right. And yeah. that was it. So, um, so yeah, they, they got there and, and John kind of gets a little bit, he, he kind of gets to stop himself before he crosses a line that he can't come back from. Now he, he definitely crossed a line and that's not cool. And that's not okay. He should not have done what he did to Nico and, and, that kind of sucks. Right. But, yeah. um, but at the end of the day, he, he manages to stop himself from going full villain, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's not necessarily like back on the side of good. I would say, especially yeah. because, Hey, John Walker uh, and Olivia Walker, do you guys know anything about this person that you are now <laughs> like just signing up to work for? No, she gave you a cool, she gave you a cool suit. It's all nice and black. She called you US agent. Like, yeah, things are about to get weird. We're gonna need a US agent. What do you what? mean things are about to get weird? Yeah. How, why, who even are you? <laughs> and it's just, I'm like, I'm like, do you guys not, do you, you're just gonna trust and work for the weird lady that, with a business card that's blank and, and won't tell you who she works for. Yeah. I mean, what?
1: Not uh. to mention, like, and then the thing is that's kind of terrible about it is he's so excited. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Like, no, He, he can, is
0: so excited. It's, it's like, bro. It's like, oh, you don't, I don't yeah. think, you, you don't know what you're going to get into because yeah. it's not her- heroism, my friend. Yeah. It's going to be some shady business. <laughs>
1: yeah. You you were talking about gray before. It's going to get real gray in his case.
0: Yep. Yep. But you know what? Hey, look, we got a US agent. Yes he's not a full full on villain at this particular moment. So who knows where he'll come back. But, um, but we still have, we still have John Walker and and Wyatt Russell and to come back in the future.
1: Yes. So uh, speaking of gray area, (laughs) 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 we got a power broker reveal. We finally figured out who that was. And uh, to be honest, we, we speculated Turns out we were right.
0: Yeah, we speculated, but it made no sense. So we were like, nah, that's <laughs> not going to be a thing. But no, it is. Sharon Carter is, in fact, the power broker. What? <laughs> what?
1: God, it's...
0: What the French toast? <laughs> I just, I don't... Ugh.
1: I I kind of like it. Um...
0: You can like it. I hate it. That's I, fair. I don't i I don't begrudge you liking it. I hate it.
1: I understand that you hate it, and I understand why you hate it. Don't get me wrong. I was screaming why the whole time
0: <laughs> because
1: <laughs> yeah. because for those of you out there who may not remember, Sharon Carter is the granddaughter granddaughter of Peggy no, Carter no like, the
0: great uh the niece
1: niece great uh is it great niece or just niece? I
0: think it's just niece just niece maybe great okay. niece great niece would probably have to be great niece, I think
1: yeah, I think but yes. anywho the thing is though. Peggy is so influential in the comics. And even in this, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like we know who she is. Like Steve straight up traveled, got frozen, woke up, and was like, you know who I should check on? Peggy Carter. And I'm going to be there for what remains. What? Really? That's the person you go check on? All right. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. But still, like, that was the only remaining person, friend that he had. Yep. And to have her only living relative at least, I don't know, maybe not only living, but most direct relative involved in like American kind of stuff, like espionage and stuff like that, like to have her be the big bad is... What?
0: Like Peggy Carter's rolling over in her grave. In fact, that's how we're going to get Peggy Carter back. She's literally (laughs) going to resurrect herself to kick Sharon's But
1: that's a fight I'd actually like to see.
0: I would love to see (laughs) that. By the way, Peggy Carter actually is alive in the comics and young again. Oh, I don't actually remember how this happened, but I definitely looked it up. And she, (laughs) cause she works for like the daughters of Liberty or something that they call themselves. It's like her and Sharon do that. Anyway, well, uh, maybe I'll do a, a, a main episode, um, topic on that one. But, uh, but I just, I'm like, the only way that this would be okay is, there's two ways that I'd be okay with Sharon Carter being the power broker. Okay. Number one, it forces Peggy Carter to resurrect herself <laughs> out of sheer willpower because she has to beat some sense into Sharon.
1: Gotta hit her with some knowledge.
0: Or two, Sharon is deep, deep, deep cover for Nick Fury Yes, doing something with something and she's not actually evil. She's just <laughs> pretending to be, and it's like a deep, deep, deep cover. Actually, there's a third one. She's okay. a scroll. Oh, that's, that's, that's literally the only three ways that I would be okay with her being the power broker right now.
1: So the funny thing about that, well, I'll go with the second one. Cause that's, I didn't even think of the scroll option. So the second one though, there's no telling who she was on the phone with. She said, line up our, our buyers, you know, we may not have the super soldier serum, blah, blah, blah. Because we find out that she has been pardoned. Sam was actually able to deliver on that yeah. to an extent. So she was actually pardoned. And then as she's leaving the building, she calls up and tells her person to do this. And so it would be funny Because to me. she's going
0: to be back in the CIA, though. And she's going to have access to government secrets and weapon prototypes and stuff. So like that phone call was like hey, we're about to be real rich because I'm about to get access to a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to yeah. sell.
1: It's, so it's, it, it, it actually leads into the idea that maybe maybe uh, Nick Fury is trying to rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. and this could be the capital for it. But again, we could just be looking too far into it because... That's
0: still evil as hell.
1: Well, yeah, but it's S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. is never... In the comics, S.H.I.E.L.D. is sketchy. I mean,
0: S.H.I.E.L.D. is sketchy, but, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, like, the blah. I don't (laughs) like it. I don't like it. Fair enough. I just, I mean, even when Carly said to Sharon, she was like, you wanted to control a world that hurt you. I don't want to do that type of deal, Mm. right? And I'm like, so Sharon went evil because she was mad about having to go on the run and mad about the Avengers not protecting her? Yeah. Like I even though the Avengers were no more and Cap and Sam only came back because of Thanos and they had to fight Thanos and then they got snapped. So Cap was the only one still around. Like I don't like I just I'm I'm curious as to where her like where her breaking point was here. Yeah. Um and it's like all right, if she's the power broker, then she can't they they cannot have snapped her. She can't have done all of that in 6 months. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I don't like this. I don't like it, Sam. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've gone on long enough about how much I don't like it. So let's move on. We'll talk about uh, ultimately what happened with the Flag Smashers. So yes. this episode.
1: it's It's fun because they definitely did not like how dark Carly was getting.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: There was definitely some hesitation.
0: So yeah, they were... They were very um, reluctant. Like they were like, "Okay, hostages to kind of force their hand. We can get behind that." And then Carly's like, "We'll kill the hostages." They're just (laughs) like, "Whoa, hold on a second, halt! We didn't sign on for that. I don't, I don't know that I appreciate that."
1: She totally had to do the uh, the one the one world one people thing twice before she got a response.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yep. (laughs) They were like, and she was just like, "Hey, come on, say it, say it, (laughs) say the thing." Yeah, but anyway, then, you know, Carly kind of gets into her confrontation, right, with uh, Sharon, the reveal that she's the power broker. Um, Batrock shows up. My question is I really couldn't tell. Is Batrock dead? I it think kinda, so. It kind of looks like he just got hit in the shoulder when he like gets hit and he kind of goes over and grabs his shoulder. But then when he falls down to the ground, he definitely looks dead.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's what I was going off of. I'm wondering if maybe they did a they did two different takes where they were like, ah, we might leave him alive or maybe we'll just kill him. So play dead, plays dead, and they're like, all right, shoot him in the shoulder, pretend you get shot in the shoulder, and they just decided last minute they were going to use they you know, kind of yeah. a directorial call. We like how he looks when he gets shot in the shoulder, but we li- we are keeping him dead, so.
0: Or maybe he's faking. Yes. Because now he knows that Sharon's the power broker, so. He's like, he, F that
1: noise. <laughs> he's
0: like, uh, yeah, and <laughs> she shoots him, so he's like, ah, okay, I misjudged. Perhaps <laughs> I will pretend to be dead, and then I will escape at the ne- nearest opportunity and live to fight another day. Um, but yeah, in that scene, like as soon as that happened, I, I knew Carly was going to die because there's no way Sharon was going to be able to keep her alive. Like, Mm -hmm. like I really felt like when she's having that fight, I should say it's not really a fight because Sam won't fight back. Yeah. But when she's trying to have a fight with Sam and he's just like, he's still trying to reach her. Um, that was really like. That was like a really good moment. There was a good scene of, of him just still still trying not to give up on her and still just recognizing that she is, you know, just just in pain and just misguided, misguided and in pain, really. And been
1: pushed too far. And Yeah,
0: been, yeah and been pushed too far. And so, um, you know, ultimately, though, uh, Sharon gets the perfect excuse, um, opportunity to kill her and not make it look suspicious since Carly was probably about to shoot sam Mm -hmm. um and so now she's gone and um the rest of the flag smashers we see that by the end of the episode four of them are still alive and then they're immediately blown up in a car bomb and killed (laughs) by none other than zemo's creepy butler dude
1: i wouldn't say well i didn't see him as creepy he was old i'll give you that but he wasn't creepy in the sense of like he wasn't classic creepy. He was creepy in the sense of like what do you know? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just I kind of got I just was a little creeped out by him. But
1: I mean to be fair, we should have way, been we should have been cuz he was legit willing to just blow up
0: people. Yeah, and he like <laughs> smiled afterwards like, ha, job well done." You're like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> Who are you? (laughs) Who even was the rest of Zemo's family if their butler is cool with with car bombing for people, at least?
1: From what I understand, when it comes to being a butler for a family, it is a major, I don't want to say honor, but like task
0: like like commitment like a lifelong thing like you become real loyal to them i guess yeah
1: like like alfred the theory behind batman and alfred for example alfred sees himself as bruce's stand-in father Mm -hmm. bruce sees alfred as his new dad for like the longest time growing up that relationship yeah you can tell them what to do and they'll go do it because that's their job of course but at the end of the day more often than not, from what I understand, those families still see that person as like a part of that family.
0: It they would make see them. sense, especially so, if they've been if they've been working for the family for a long time.
1: For generations, yeah. So when he was like, Zemo wants to kill these super soldiers, they must be bad people. I win. Look what I did. Look, yeah, isn't that great? We're oh, awesome. Man. High five. Like I could see, yeah. I could see that happening. Um
0: But still, a little more backstory into that would be
1: pretty fun i kind of need to know fair enough Uh,
0: but anyway that that means um the the flag smasher movement might not be over but the super soldiers are all dead yeah that i'm aware of (laughs) except for john john is still alive but you Mm -hmm. know he's not a, a flag smasher he just used the serum yeah so yeah, no more no more super soldiers. <laughs>
1: no more super so. Well, I mean, we do have one that we need to talk about. Um, oh, he's a little on the older side. That one is Of the OGs, true. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, towards the end of the episode, we actually get Sam visiting the Bradley residence once again.
0: Yay!
1: And it's actually a pretty pleasant interaction. Uh, Isaiah is tending to his garden slash backyard. Eli is busting chops left, right, and center.
0: Yep. And it's great. And Sam Sam tells him, you need to learn some manners. Because <laughs> he calls him Black Falcon. He's
1: like, nice job, Black Falcon. You need to learn some manners, bro. And so, like, <laughs> speaking of those manners, he says, hey, why don't you get cleaned up? He's like, I want to show you something. And Isaiah gives him this look like, all right, I guess we're going on a trip. But he doesn't look to Isaiah. Isaiah doesn't look to Eli at all. And for some odd reason, Eli automatically assumes, I'm going too. Hooray. And it's like.
0: Of course he does. He's just like, he's like, uh, excuse me, Captain America is inviting me to go somewhere. And that's like the cool part of that is that he really did. Like, because both it's shown. you know, we see both Isaiah and Eli listening yeah. to Sam's speech. That gets, it does get broadcast because there are mm-hmm. reporters everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I think he really did inspire both of them. And kind of, mm. you know, I think watching him take up the mantle of Captain America really maybe healed something in Isaiah and really affected Eli. Um, yes. And so I think he was just very like, all right, yeah, Captain America is going to take us somewhere. We're going somewhere. Obviously, <laughs> I'm coming. You're not going to leave me out of this. So
1: like, so he he takes him to the Smithsonian. And when they get there, he takes them, of course, to the Captain America exhibit. But then... There's a little alcove that leads behind the exhibit. And in the back, there is a giant, I'm going to assume either plated or actual, or an actual lighter or softer metal, like bronze or something like that, statue of Isaiah in uniform, Mm -hmm. hands just standing, standing at attention, just boom, ready to roll. It is so awesome looking. It's got a plaque. It's got everything about it. Just talking about who he was and basically just kind of like, and we don't know where he is to this day, but there <laughs> I he do is. Wonder,
0: I didn't look and see if I could read what that glass kind of, um mm. that, that glass, it wasn't really, a little, like, yeah, the glass informational, the thing yeah. that says Isaiah Bradley and has like a bunch of information on it. It's like all over the Captain America exhibit—they have them everywhere. I—I um, I didn't see if we could read it, but we might be able to read it and see what it says. But—but but yeah, it's essentially, I would imagine, literally the story of Isaiah Bradley. And um, I think there's also like pictures too of his time
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: and the the people that he served with and the the people that he lost because they were experimented on. But I would be really interested to know how much of that story. Sam Made was able it. to like, well, Sam was able to like prove and provide that historical evidence for, so that they, the Smithsonian, would, would be comfortable putting that there. You know, that's fair. But either way, what a just a fantastic moment of at least, at least, his name is known. People knew are now going to know that he existed, um, yeah. and and what he gave for this country. Um, and yeah, that was. <laughs> That was like I was I was almost in tears in that one, like Isaiah was almost in tears. Like I was yeah. almost in tears. Like <laughs> oh my gosh, Sam, look at you, Captain America. I love him.
1: Just delivering on all fronts.
0: Yep, and you know I love too that um, they kind of both are given given Sam that that chance as Captain America uh, because now this it does mean that Eli actually does have something to sort of emulate um, and a mm. reason. To maybe in the future take up the mantle of patriot, like he did with the Young Avengers. So, I'm still, I'm still, like, I'm still seeing Young Avengers in the future. I'm still looking out, I'm still looking out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the last let's let's get to kind of the last thing, last big thing we really want to talk about, and that's of course um, Bucky's kind of journey uh, mm. and the uh, the end of his journey. One thing was early on in the episode when he is sort of you know. He's taken off after the hostages in the armored vehicles, right? He actually gets the opportunity to use that metal arm as something other than a weapon to kill um, because he gets to, he uses that to smash the, the lock that's holding the doors closed um, and to rescue the hostages before they burn to death in the fire, right?
1: Yeah, because they lock the doors and then I think they put a bomb on one of them and then that- No, that was
0: like a locking mechanism. Oh. To make sure that the doors couldn't open again. Okay. And that's Not what- better. <laughs> you no, know, and, and that's what Bucky kept just punching and punching and smashing with his fists. And then until he was able to pry the door open. But I just loved that, like, because then he helps everybody out and he actually gets thanked for, like, it's like thanks mm. for saving us. And, like, there's, like, this nice little expression on his face, like, I I did. I did save some <laughs> people. Huh yeah that's good. it was like he was
1: about to say no problem and then he realized like what just happened
0: (laughs) he does say you're welcome though which i found really good manners are important (laughs) Uh, but yeah i I liked that a lot because that was like sort of his you know his reclaiming of that arm and even though it isn't the same arm it's still a you know it's still something that has been used as a weapon to kill you know and so i i liked kind of that moment so yeah. So
1: uh and uh speaking of actual like getting the change up what he's been doing uh using the arm to save people but he actually does make amends with uh with Yuri. He goes and tells him that he is the one responsible for his son's death and that he wasn't the person he is now and it looks like it looks like that friendship has to be honest dissolved because of that yeah. that reveal but he does see him still interacting. This man has gotten this truth and now he's eating in their spot without him. Yeah. So he is still sociable. He is, it seems like in finding this out, he is actually healed to some level mm-hmm. that he is willing to go out and do these things by himself without his his uh, friend, without Bucky. And uh, it allows him to do something that he's been trying to do for a while. He's able to cross out all of the names on that book. Yes, so that was really awesome.
0: Such a cool thing to get to see. Just you know, all the names crossed out. Um, and I love that he sent it to his therapist. You know, and yes. he kind of like was like, "Thanks, Doc." You know, <laughs> I think that's that was really cool. Yeah, I just uh, I kind of loved that moment where he he sort of saw Yuri through the window eating and, and saw, I think her name was Lee Leah, Leah or something. Leah
1: or Leah. I think it was Leah.
0: Leah, the waitress. Yeah. And yeah. saw, saw her kind of talking to him and kind of just like that little bit of like sadness that he's not, that he lost the friendship, but also that acknowledgement of like, it's not about him, you know? Yeah. And it was for, it was for Yuri. And I think he really took that to heart and now he gets to move on, you know, now, now Bucky can finally move on and, and, see what the future holds for him and apparently what the future holds and what i wish for for every bit and every day of his future (laughs) is louisiana it's the wilson family he goes out there for a crawfish boil and i love it (laughs) at least i think that's what they're doing probably a crawfish boil. it's, I it's don't know. some
1: kind of party great times were had smiles were on everybody's faces it was exactly. great it was the awesome. good
0: food is served i feel like the wilson family business is saved because who is not going to visit uh louisiana and go eat at the wilson family's establishment and partake yes. of their seafood i mean come on it's captain america right like yeah i feel like that's uh that's good but I just loved that they had like that whole community together and then Bucky yes. shows up with a store-bought cake. But I mean, <laughs> we're not going to hold that against him. Hopefully they don't either.
1: <laughs> it's, it, it really lends to the idea that as much as they bust each other's chops and everything, now they are actual friends. Yes. This, this wasn't a, a, oh, you're doing a thing. I guess I'll show up because we're supposed to be a team slash co-worker. No, it was, hey, I'm still in town, so I'm going to stop by. Hey, what's up? I bought a cake. And it's it's really fun because this is like a montage. It's not really like any real major spoken words. Uh, we actually have and a, a genuine hug. It's not yes. like – it's not a bro hug of like mid-five in the center, hug with our hands at our chest and pats on the back. No, legit. Open arms around each other, chins on shoulders, smiles to be had. It was – amazing fucking just Uh, like
0: put his chin on sam's shoulder for just a half a second and i was like that's adorable oh my god (laughs) you guys are friends (laughs) i just wanted you to like each other right
1: now they might even move the seats up when one of them has to sit behind the other
0: (laughs) i mean that's not likely because they're more like brotherly (laughs) than anything so they're still probably gonna Piss each other off. Oh, of
1: course. Of course. Uh, so it was awesome because even at the end of it, they're still just kind of chilling, just staring out at the ocean, having a beer, just having a good old time, which is only mm-hmm. funny to me because Sam drinks beer because it probably tastes great, but it's funny to see, to know that Bucky definitely only drinks beer because he likes the taste because he cannot stay drunk.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We've already established that Bucky cannot get drunk, so... No, it's nice. He's being social. He's having a social it's, beer. He's liking it. It's,
1: it's really good. fun, if only because of this tidbit. So apparently, because of Wolverine's healing factor, he can't get he can't stay drunk, but he can get drunk for like ten seconds. So <laughs> at one point, he's drinking with Spider Man. And Spider Man was on patrol, so he's like, "Dude, I'm not drinking." So and he's talking to him, and you see, Sp- you see Wolverine like down like four shots of whiskey, get super drunk, say some stupid stuff. And then he sobers right up and he's like, I'm sorry, did I say something down my blacked out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
1: So it's, oh man, it's just so fun.
0: Yeah. But then, you know, of course um, we get our beautiful title card and uh, as the fade to black with Bucky and Sam and it is now Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yes. So exciting. Yes. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring up two interesting points that i noticed okay that don't really have anything to do with anything i would just found them interesting one was at the beginning of the episode bucky is walking towards the building as it's like under siege Mm -hmm. and the cops at the perimeter just part for him and then like one of them kind of nods at him and goes sergeant barnes and then they like go back together and do the perimeter and i'm like they just sort of let him pass and they knew who he was and they called him sergeant barnes and i'm like all right, that's interesting. I don't know I don't know what that means, but it's interesting.
1: I feel like it may be that when he was pardoned and they said if you clear the mental things like if they if you clear mentally, we'll just let you do whatever. I think his let you do whatever was him jump right back into the armed forces. I would not be surprised if his title of sergeant Barnes is not just something they say to him as like a oh, he was a sergeant, but he's 106 years old. So he's retired. No, no, no. I think he is legit still a part of the armed forces and kind of is like, because he's part of that program now. Cause I mean, he's got a therapist and even Sam says, we all know that the, the, the mental help that we get is garbage for the armed forces. But meanwhile, his therapist is also an ex-Marine. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was still involved, but because he's Mm. Powered, he only gets sent on certain things.
0: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to correct you there because I don't want to get some nasty emails. No nasty please letters. Do. Yes. There is no such thing as an ex-marine.
1: Oh, fair enough. My mistake.
0: You're a former Marine.
1: Thank you. <laughs> that is an excellent point. It's just like, uh, it's just like, oh, my old teacher. No, they are not your old teacher. They were your whatever grade teacher. <laughs> 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 So, yes, you're absolutely right. Not a former Marine, but, uh, yeah, you said a former Marine, not an ex-Marine. So she served and she's done with her service. She now is in therapy. That being the case, I feel like he is still involved in his armed forces. Maybe. It could
0: explain where he got his dog tags again. Yes. That maybe he's still kind of under the care and feeding, so to speak, under, like, the armed forces or the government in some way, so they let him retain his rank and – and kind of do whatever. So that could make sense for sure. Yes. Um, but the other interesting thing was that uh, Sharon was using similar tech to Natasha's mask in Winter Soldier. So like when she was, um, when she kind of shows up and says to Bucky, Hey, sir, are you supposed to be here? And then it turns out it's her. She like pulls the, that mask off. It's like that face mask, but with yes. the like, the tech involved in it. And it looked mm-hmm. really similar to what Natasha wore um, in winter soldier when she was pretending to be a member of the council. So I, love I thought him. that was interesting. Just like the, the um, that tech is still around and, and that kind of deal.
1: It's, it's a lot of fun because I don't think we're that far from, from like light projection stuff. With, like, the whole augmented reality, it's only a matter of of time before augmented reality is just messing with our eyes. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen some of the uh, deep fake stuff where they have, like, I'm trying to remember the actor's name, but he pretends to be Clint Eastwood. But when he goes to morph his face, normally it's just – express. it was Jim Carrey. He was doing a Clint Eastwood impression. And when he does his Clint Eastwood impression, it's already impressive, but there is an edit out there. Where they legit just put Clint Eastwood's deep fake face on Jim Carrey, and it's like, what am I looking at? So like, <laughs> it was. It's just really fun to see, like that. It's just a mask with some light projections on it that make yeah. you go, "Oh, different person."
0: Moving on. So yeah, it's super cool. It's super cool. Yeah. So you know, just a just a cool little like nod um, to that. But yeah, uh, so the future. We have, I mean, this is it. This is the last episode of this season of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We have not been told if there's going to be a next season, which means there still could be. Yes. Um, but uh, either way, we have been told that Captain America 4, Woo! the movie, is a yes. thing. Yeah.
1: Super excited. I am I'm really excited about that, if only because that means one of two things. Uh, One, of course, the obvious. We're getting a Captain America movie with Sam Wilson as Captain America. Awesome. But this also makes me wonder if we're not going to get a season two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but another, but a whole new series. Air quotes on that because it's going to be Captain America and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) And instead of a season two of the previous series, now it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, totally different series, huh? You jerks, <laughs> like, so that's that's really, really awesome. But yeah, so like, the other issue that needs to be kind of addressed in the future is Sharon as the power broker, um, huh? Huh? <laughs> huh?
0: I mean, is that gonna come back in like Captain America 4? Is that gonna come back in season two? Is that gonna come back, like I said, What if, what if she's a scroll? And it comes back in secret invasion. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah, because the thing is, like with that thought process, we could also say that's why the power broker became an issue. Maybe it was initially supposed to be a groundswell or or a capital for the revamping of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then a scroll got a hold of her and was like, no, 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 I just want Earth money and to do fun Earth things. And that was it, and it just spiraled out of control from there.
0: Or, I mean, it's more nefarious than that, right? Mm. Like, or there is a a subsection of scrolls that want to conquer Earth or want to do something nasty to Earth. Maybe that's what Secret Invasion's about, because we really don't know much about it. But um, maybe there is a line of like bad scroll, evil scroll. I mean, every species is not got to them.
1: mention. Yeah, not to mention. We also never got the scene that we talked about in the trailer back in the day. Remember there was that, that scene in the club when they go to visit, uh, when they go to visit Zemo's contact, I can't remember her name in Madripoor.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Remember there was a wall of scroll heads in that original trailer.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if maybe it just looked like that from the trailer. And then it was just the bronze monkey saloon.
1: Mm, we might've, you might be right. Cause that's, but that's my thing. Like, We know that the original story of this got changed and in changing it, they may be able to use elements of it in other stories as well.
0: True. Yeah.
1: To still bring it full circle, still use those things for long-term. So my question, so a question we should probably see if we can get a hold of that trailer and watch it again and see if we can maybe figure out if maybe they're just going to turn out to be scrolls running around in Madripoor and causing all sorts of issues.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, like we don't know. We don't know. Um, We've also got Zemo still alive and kicking. Now, he is in the raft. We see him in the raft, and that is a lot harder to break out of than where he was previously. But, I mean, he's still Zemo, so... Still Zemo. (laughs) um, There's definitely Zemo still kicking around for a potential future. Uh, But the future that I most want to see, Sam... Yes, yes. (laughs) I want to see Bucky becoming Sam's (laughs) brother-in-law. I want that romance to happen. He was all – you saw him in Louisiana at the, at the crawfish boil. You saw him. He was like – he's trying to be, you know, ingratiate Smooth. himself with those kids. He's trying to be like, hey, look, I could be your stepdaddy. Hang off on my arm. Isn't it fun?
1: Oh, it was so, <laughs> it was so funny because it's two kids just hanging. You're like, what are they hanging on? And then as it pans up, you notice there are boots on a box. <laughs> and, on that, and in those boots are none other than James Buchanan Barnes holding up those kids. And he's just talking, sipping on beer. Just had a good know. old time, and it's like, well,
0: and hey, dude, <laughs> they looked really excited to see him when he showed up with a store yes. bought cake. They looked yes. real excited to see him. They were actually like running at him, like, "Yeah, Bucky's back!" And it's like, all right, hey, if the kids like you,
1: that's the thing about about us kids. I say us kids because I used to be one of those kids, and when somebody, some outsider, would come in to our family gathering, and we like them to begin to begin with. And they come in with a store-bought cake. See, the problem is store-bought cake isn't absolutely terrible, but we always get normal cake. Grandma always makes cake. Mom always makes cake. I love that cake. Don't get me wrong. You know what I want to try, though? That cake over there for 4 dollars <laughs> Mom, can I get that cake for $4.99? We got cake at the house. I know, but I want to try that one. It doesn't look great, but it's got a lot of frosting on it. No. Yes. All right. And then here comes... Uncle James with this weird cake that I was looking at before. <gasps> I get to try the terrible cake. This is going to be amazing. So.
0: All right. That's yeah. great. So he basically bribed them with store-bought sugar and, uh, and some fun shenanigans em. hanging off of his metal arm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then now he's just got to work on the romancing Sarah part because she deserves a man who romances her right. Yes. Cause she is amazing. <laughs> love, loves love Sam's sister. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh that's my ideal future.
1: <laughs> I dig <laughs> in it. For this
0: series.
1: That's yeah. I just I like I like the idea that the series has a future in general, whether that's in movie form or series form because there's so many not exactly tight ends, you know. Not necessarily loose, but that bow is not sticking. You know what I mean? we mm-hmm. We've got Captain America, solid. We've got US Agent, solid. We've got We've got the Winter Soldier, solid. But yeah, but what are they doing?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, there's no mm-hmm. reason
1: for them not to have further adventures. So it's really interesting to see what the future holds for all of these characters involved, especially with the introduction of Contessa, who was supposed to show up in a previous movie that got delayed up until I believe July, right? Uh,
0: yes, Black think, Widow
1: comes out in July.
0: Yes, I believe so. Which,
1: which by the way, is kind of frustrating because every poster I've seen of her, she is wearing white, and it's like. Hmm. Hmm. What? Why? Why would you do this? But whatever.
0: It's okay. I digress. <laughs> I think, um, and honestly, I think uh, I think we're just gonna get a couple more characters coming in for for phase four of this and, and rebuilding the Avengers, you know? And yes, maybe we get um a bit of uh Joaquin Torres coming in as the Falcon too uh later on. Maybe we get Yelena Belova as the new Black Widow, maybe, you know, I mean, maybe we get some some new blood and then they're going to give us the new Avengers. Who knows? Yes. So we'll just have to see. Um, But at the end of the day, this was a great series. Uh, It I can't wait to watch it like it's a six hour movie and just go straight through (laughs) Um, because that's basically how they filmed it. uh, And it, it turned out really well. But, you know, we're just we'll hold on for the future and we'll see. Um, I will say right here, right now, officially, that I don't think that we'll necessarily do another series episode (laughs) episode by episode the same way we did this one, just because it is (laughs) it is very hard to do and you get burnt out real quick. And uh, yeah, the last thing that we want is for to get burnt out on something that we really enjoy. But um We'll, we're still working out what we're going to do for kind of some of the new stuff. So the epic short's not going away. We'll actually do it, you know, in the future still. But hopefully it might, it might actually be an epic short when we finally yeah. get around to what we're going to do. With it, <laughs> be great. But there's a lot still to come with Marvel. And, you know, the future looks pretty bright in that sense. So I'm excited. Sam's excited. I know what? you're excited. Um, and we hope that you all are excited as well. So... Please, uh, share with us your excitements. Share with us the things that you liked, uh, the things that you didn't like. Share with us some of your theories. No theory is too crazy. I'm still holding out that somewhere Mephisto is lurking. I mean, it's going to happen. Someday.
1: We need another big bad. I could see it.
0: Exactly. So, um, (laughs) reach out to us. share, share uh, Share those theories with us. You can find us on Twitter at 2LDRCast. You can tweet about our show using the hashtag 2LDRCast. That would be lovely. And you can also email us with the email 2LDRCast at gmail.com. Just drop us a line, say hi, uh, give us an essay if you'd like, whatever you want, whatever you want. We just want to hear from you.
1: And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's here or Spotify or Anything of that nature, just remember, because we want you to talk to your friends as well as us, because we build our listenership through word of of mouth. mouth. And uh, with that said, remember, it was too long and you didn't watch it. So
0: thanks for listening.
1: Can I tell you how hungry I am because you said crawfish boil like four times?
0: I did. I really enjoyed (laughs) saying crawfish boil. (laughs) I don't know why. Because I'm not even positive that that is actually the correct term for what is happening. Like I, know I thought you said you Googled it. I did. I just, you know, I'm not from the South, and I don't want to offend our Southern, Southern listeners. I just, I would feel very poorly if I did that. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. No, but crawfish boil. It's just fun. I don't know.